Yo, what's up, confidants? It's your girl, Father Longlegs, Daddy T. You know me. Um, you're listening to my podcast. As you know, uh, I have a couple announcements, and then we'll get right to the episode. First off, I want to say, um, look, I started a Discord, and some of you know what that is, some of you don't. If you don't know what that is, it's a place where you can, you know, communicate with fellow confidants, and also I will post announcements and things like that. It's sort of like what I tried to do with the Facebook, but I just never updated it because I'm never on Facebook. So I'll be posting things there if you want to join it. Um, very easy. You don't have to sign up for anything. You just uh, follow the link in the Instagram at TellMeAnythingPod in the bio, and then you accept that invite, and it'll take you straight. It's kind of like a chat room. Look, I'm a dinosaur, so maybe you already know what it is, and I sound like a grandma explaining a printer to you. But anyways, that exists if you're interested in um, you know, commenting on episodes and all that, or complaining to me or yelling at me or whatever. You can also always email me, tell me anything pod at gmail.com. Um, that's that for that announcement. Uh, we do have another PayPal confidant newsletter coming up. That's a super confidant newsletter. If you send $5 or more to paypal.me slash you can tell me anything by March 5th, hey, that's coming up. Send it by tomorrow. I will put you on next month's um, Super Confidant newsletter, and that's the newsletter that goes out. I write a letter to everyone with, you know, photos, videos, things like that, stories, salacious, juicy secrets about my life. Just kidding. My life is very boring. Um, but, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, uh, you could do that by sending $5 or more to paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. Make sure you include your email if it's a different one than the one connected to your PayPal. Because in the past, I've just looked up the PayPal one and sometimes people are like, hey, when am I getting this? So if your email is different from whatever is connected to your PayPal, just make sure you include that. Speaking of confidants, um, I just want to thank the confidants that came out to shows this month. Um, I mean, I, I there may be more than more of you but um every once in a while someone will come and let me know they're a confidant and i love that yes please do tell me that tell me that after the show um and st- you know stick around and say hi uh because i i love to see that so um yeah very very cool moment um it was a confidant who was traveling into la who came to a show of mine and um i thought that was really sweet so thanks for doing that and I will be traveling. I'll be in Asheville May 1st and 2nd doing um, headlining along with Eli Olsberg. So if you guys want to come see us do stand-up comedy, go do that. You can find those details on my site, TeresaLeeComedy.com. Um, go get a ticket and say hi if you're a confidant. All right, that's going to be it for the announcement. Um, I'm excited for this episode. It's a good one. We get into some heavy stuff, but I think we keep it light. And then I think we just... I, Erica's just such a... Uh, she's just a, such a calming presence. I feel like so funny, but so calm and so just well-spoken and interesting. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed our conversation. So I hope you do too. Uh, here it is. All right. You can tell her. You can tell her anything. She's a real Hey guys, 
guys, it's your girl, uh, Father Longlegs, Teresa Lee. Nobody calls me that, but I like to make that a thing. Um, you're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is a podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. Um, today, we have a very exciting comedian. We met in New York, but she's out in LA, and she's going to be on James Corden soon, so look out for that. She's got a podcast called Shooters Gotta Shoot. Erica Sparrow, what's up? Hello. Woo, woo, woo. How Thank you, you for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I uh, looked up your Twitter because I've been trying to like oh, hell read, yeah. read funny tweets from my guests because i feel ha! like sometimes the conversations oh get so heavy and then i'm like everybody's so funny on this okay so this is, i'm gonna read a tweet from yours twitter my friends and i are all i have to work out in the morning or else i'm too tired years old which oh, i felt that man it's so sadly <laughs> true i remember hearing adults say that when yeah. i was in my early 20s and uh-huh. being like just go after work like i don't understand what the big <laughs> deal is and then after a few years of working i was like oh yeah if it doesn't get done it doesn't get done like yeah. that's it it's funny because right before this, we were talking about how we don't, or how you don't have to work, or you have your full time comedy, but yeah, do you still feel like you have to get thing. up and motivate yourself mm-hmm. for that? Oh yeah, well, because it's very easy to sleep in. Sure. So mm-hmm. essentially, if I don't have anywhere to be in the morning, it's very easy to be like, oh, wake up at ten, which for mm-hmm. comedians, if you're out till two like every night, early, yeah. is a reasonable <laughs> time to wake up. But all of a sudden, you're like doing things and starting to work that I'll use work that I have to do that it's like independent work uh-huh. to not work out. So it's like, yeah, you, I have to be like, you're getting up and doing it. Because if you don't, you just won't do it later. Were you an athlete in high school? Because you have yeah, a lot of like, I, sports <laughs> metaphors. Yeah, yeah like my podcast is about dating, yeah. but it's shooters got to shoot is a total uh-huh. sports term. Um, yeah, I was always in a sport. Basketball was my main one. I played that in college. But um, like every like fall, winter, spring, I even changed a bunch. Like I started oh, like with different sports. I started with tennis and then I switched ah, to swimming. You were a sampler. You were like, I need to do everything. I like this. Yeah. It was also just like, I don't know. Each one I would hit the point. And I was like, I don't really like this. <laughs> or I was mainly doing it because I had friends on the team. And then yeah. I was like, ah, all right, I'm going to go do this sport now. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's weird. I feel like I got burnt out though on the workouts. Yeah. I feel like the people I know super into working out as adults were not athletes in high school. Oh, interesting. I've never Is thought that about weird? that. Yeah. Because the idea of, um, gains you know oh god yeah but it's like a thing because i think as an adult i do think there's something very empowering my sister's like this and i do joke about it and i've never been able to truly like get into mm. it the motivation but if you do hit that stride i get it like you you feel really in control that you're yeah working on something and you see results but i think if you had that as a kid in your peak physical mm, okay you know time i imagine as an adult it can't compare right like the well, amount of like the amount of results you would see as a high school teenager in sports as opposed yeah. to being a 30-year-old. Well, even college. Probably just doesn't feel as good. <laughs> yeah, there's something to being like, um, I mean, I know probably there's trainers that would disagree with me, but I'm like, you're never going to be in as good of a shape as you were <laughs> when you were playing three college basketball games yeah. a week. Like, mm-hmm. you just won't. <laughs> Whatever weight and size you were back in that day, it was like, you were practicing for three hours a day minimum. Uh-huh. And then weights. And then this. And then, like... So just in terms of like literally accepting your body, it's one thing. But then the other part is like, I was used to my workouts being running around playing games, doing drills. So people I see now that really get into working out, I almost feel like are more like introverted in a way, or they've never worked out in a team setting. So for me, it's kind of hard to be like, I'm going to the gym solo and there's no one like pushing you and motivating you to do certain things. I'll go with the whole plan. Like I'm going to do like, 30 push-ups and 20 this and mm-hmm. blah, blah blah and then you get to the gym and you're like i'm just gonna do like three of those <laughs> things and go like yeah, all of a sudden like, my plan why? just yeah. minimizes because there's no one holding you accountable so i know it's like i should do like classes because that's like 
there's a time you have to show uh-huh. up you paid for it and then also but also you don't have to that's the thing I know. whenever people anytime the gym comes up i do it too but people will be like i should go to the gym more it's like you don't have to yeah you really you don't. don't unless if you, you're trying to train for something yeah or i mean if it's you work out well healthy, but like whatever do, yeah do you or if you do really good workouts intense good workouts you yeah. don't have to go every day yeah yeah but i go a lot less than that so <laughs> 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 yeah, I've had I've had very lazy streaks. People, it's so funny that just because being tall and like not five hundred pounds, uh-huh. people just assume you're super in shape. Yeah, like even right now, where I'm like, no, I'm actually in some of the worst shape of my life. <laughs> well, that's the. I mean, it is a, a full disclaimer. This is a joke I've done on stage, but literally, my twin sister loves to work out, and we don't look that different. Mm, um, so funny. I, don't, I, live really, it up. I mean that's that's the proof is in the pudding there you really can't do that much i mean our body's also different some people's bodies can do yes, more yes, so yes. yeah i don't want to speak I'm, for I'm everyone like, <laughs> i'm like live it up because i'm i've never yeah. had the body that i could eat whatever i wanted uh-huh. and to see people that are like naturally very thin uh-huh. also be doing like dietary restrictions like i have to do sometimes uh-huh. is kind of infuriating because i'm like listen you can add healthy <laughs> stuff, but you can have a little dairy. I can't. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, so like right. that, where you're yeah. like, no, enjoy your little dairy have right little now. Dairy you know what I mean? Like, if it's not affecting your body or mm-hmm. how you feel, uh, but. Um, but talking own. about feeling good, um, we like to start with a good confession. Just Ooh, okay. to, like, have a positive note. Is there something good you'd like to confess? Well, you announced it up top, but I guess my good confession is mm. the, or reveal, is that I will be doing a late night set on yes, James Corden. I don't have my official confession. date, but it's there, That's which huge. is. One of those things in comedy, as much as people go, does it really change your career? It's like, kind of not, but kind of yes. I hate when people do that because yeah. it's always people who haven't, or it's always people who've already done it and like, not, it's not because of that things didn't go well, but then they'd be like, it doesn't matter anyways. I'm like, yeah. were you saying that when you got it? No, you're just saying that now because you, you want something else. Like, yeah, or I was going to it. say it's, um, it's, it's even more so the people that never did one. Like, yeah, true. well, and if, you know, they might have a following through something else and it's like, yeah, there's plenty of ways <laughs> to get things in the world. Generally like, speaking, I think the best reaction for good news is just to be positive. It is really yeah. hard in comedy because I, I get that everyone's God. sort of competing, but like they didn't take your spot. So no, it's like, they just didn't. be happy for someone. Is yeah. it that hard? I don't know. It's so I know. How many tall Italian comics you got out there in the world? There's really none. <laughs> Let me have this. <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's very hard to stay positive in the biz. So it's like, yeah, even the thing I have right now that's coming up is like, it's a win. You, you need win. you need wins every mm-hmm. once in a while whether you think it's huge whether you think it's small it's still like yeah it's nice it's it nice to be good. like i got something because we hear no so much mm-hmm. so it's but it is i've been that person too of the like why wasn't it me it's natural mm-hmm. it's jealousy is a very hard yeah emotion to it, we try to act like it doesn't exist and that's not being jealous and it's like no all of us are jealous it's almost like if you point out uh-huh. like you're just being jealous right now it's the same with like anger is like a secondary emotion yeah right I isn't that, that like the big difference yeah there's another thing below it yeah like it's like masking some other true feeling right so it's like you yeah. originally were disappointed it wasn't you or uh-huh. you were sad it wasn't you and then the secondary reaction is the anger or jealousy that's interesting yeah i i mean yeah because i'm by no means perfect i get jealous all the time but i try to be like i do actually get really excited for people to tell me good news but i think it's because i i just like to feel good so i like to feed off of that yeah but um but of course when i'm alone i'll you know i'll obviously spiral on my own at times and be like you know overall why is this not happening but i think the secondary thing is a good way to put it because if you're having an emotion at someone versus uh what, what is it oh so like 
anger you're like mad at someone versus mm-hmm. sad you're sad for yourself mm, so i feel yeah. like if you ever find yourself like projecting literally emotions onto someone else like you're making me feel this way then you gotta like turn around and be like Oof. no 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 why do i feel this way yeah I'm not put it on you that was my whole co- that was actually my whole college degree i tell oh, really? people communications but it was called performing and communication arts and it was communication no s which is not Wait, like media and blah blah, blah. Oh, okay. it literally was like studying the communication of there was one class called i'm gonna screw this up there was intrapersonal which is talking to yourself okay. right and then interpersonal is talking to other people so like there was one class just of how we talk to ourselves one class huh. of how we talk to other people there was one that was like gender communication whatever but the big thing with that was people don't make you happy people don't make you yeah. This and it just to wrap your head around that is so like wait what <laughs> and it's so interesting but it's you, it's more it's like you how you're interpreting what people are doing is then making you react that way. Yeah, wait, what, were you trying to go into psychology or no? It was just I remember I took an intro to communication class and I loved this teacher. It was one of the only times I loved a class uh-huh. and so much stuff in that really blew my mind. But actually, I almost feel like it kind of shaped me into going to comedy a little bit because gotcha. it made me analyze how people communicate a little more. Um, but it was so interesting with our teacher, we would give examples that were like technology based of like writing K with a period is you're actually like pissed. And she was like, what? She had no idea. She was like, this isn't what I researched. Like she was like, are you for real? She's like, but I come from, you should use punctuation. I'm like, well, it's not an email. It's a text. Yeah. Whoa. That's so interesting because just imagining professors who've spent their whole life studying one language and the language changed so much. And we all change with it like i think we pick up faster on um changes mm-hmm. but but like if you're in school and academia like you might be like beholden to your textbook but it's wrong yeah. it's wrong now <laughs> but that's why it's also exciting it's the same way of like video editing software keeps changing like yeah. when i was in college final cut you know went from final cut right. seven to ten or something and my teacher was kind of pissed yeah, because he like liked iMovie basically yeah he li- yeah he was like mm-hmm. they made it they dumped it down all this stuff. like he was so mm-hmm. mad but it was something that's like i think you're partly mad because you have to relearn it yeah that's so true. you're not an expert they just kind anymore. of dumb it down but right I, okay. well yeah i mean we dumb down everything <laughs> why wouldn't we um but yeah my uh, my senior thesis was about i called it vda instead of pda so oh, it was virtual okay. displays of affection Whoa. and i basically talked about how i don't really see a lot of pda from people but you constantly see online people uploading pictures of yeah. affection so it's like it's no longer someone sent you flowers it's you uploaded the photo of you got flowers is like a way of you showing affection to your partner and being appreciative where do you stand on that? Like, is it? It's so like, funny because tacky to post. Like, do you post people uh, in your relationship? You know, it's funny. I just funny recently learned that that as as a way to talk about really? it. Really? Like, do you are you posting like like you know when you yeah. post a relationship? Yes, it used to be I'm like, are you Facebook official? Yeah, yeah. Right. But that's yeah. But like your status on Facebook would change too. Yeah, but in now a relationship. you're on the feed, right? Yeah. Well, I find it <laughs> mad sketchy if you're a dude because I've had this happen before of dating dudes that actually had girlfriends. Mm-hmm. There's not one lick of your lady anywhere. Oh She's yeah, I've been that a, girl. I've been that girl, oof. and and then when I asked about it, he said he didn't use it much. But then I got posted. I got posted in a slideshow in the last pic, and then he deleted it and messaged me so that I wouldn't think he did on purpose. He's like, "Oh, I had to delete it because some like I did a typo." And then no, that's like, bullshit. Oh, you can I edit. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, but the, it was enough for me to be like, "Well, now if I call you out, I sound insane." For no, being like post me, bitch. You don't sound insane. But I was like, I see what you're doing. Uh, no, and you don't get credit for no. posting me for two hours. That guy sucks. In the last slideshow. No. Okay, this is so it's like we all act like Instagram doesn't matter, right? Right. We all are like, duh, you're crazy to demand to uh-huh. be on someone's Instagram, right? However, we're on it all the time. Yes. So it does matter. We yeah. can't act like it doesn't matter. It does. 
right? But it's like, yeah, there's some people genuinely, like if you looked at their page, haven't posted for a year. Uh Where you're like, oh, you really are not on here, right? Yeah. So it's something of like, it's not crazy because that's also like a little bit of a love language. That Mm -hmm. we know so many couples, they constantly are posting that they're together. And I'm sitting there being like, I would not be that person. (laughs) But I also would not be the person that you would have to scroll a few times to yeah, find fine. my man. Like, mm-hmm. if you're my man, my boyfriend, I've, I probably have a rule of, like, probably have to be dating at least, like, six months, maybe even a year, just of, like, yeah. things always... We're in cities. It's like, uh, you know, there's a lot of three-month things. Sure. That I'm like, I'm not posting a picture <laughs> of us month one, and then month two, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, mainly because I don't want the questions from friends of, like, what happened? You posted. That seems serious. It's like it's a oh, big deal it? to post, but it, see that's also changed because when Instagram first came out and it wasn't the thing everyone did. You might be on a fun date like month one, and and you might just grab a good pic and you'd post it, and right. there's no significance because it's just like I look good in this pic. There's happens to be a person there now because we're all in it. We know people are detectiveing. Like, yep. So now you ca- that, now it's like mm-hmm. you can't do that. I wouldn't oh, yeah. post the third date picture. That's insane. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's more crazy to be like uh mad like if a man sent me flowers and i did not post hmm. oh i got flowers from my guy he's the best thank you and if he was mad i would understand People him get being mad about I, that yeah something like that like that along those lines because to me i'm yeah. like that's kind of materialistic yeah or it's like then the question's like did you just send me the flowers to have me upload the flowers yeah weird like it's Mm. you know what i mean like (laughs) me thanking you or like in person because it's like yeah i don't know if i'd take a picture of the romantic dinner we had at valentine's day (laughs) i'd probably put a picture of us two together but because it just feels materialistic and braggy yes but i think because i've been single way more of my life than technically off the market Mm -hmm. i'm very conscious of like being annoying to single people i see does that make sense thinking yes i know what you mean yeah because i think the bragging stuff people do it i think it's annoying but i think it's all context like if you were the kind of person who posted everything your friends gave you let's say it was your birthday true and you, mm-hmm. you reposted all of your birthday tag stories yeah. all of the flowers and gifts your friends got you except for your boyfriend yeah. mm-hmm. then i'd be like oh, what's happening here right that but that's kind of like weirdly a love language in a way it almost is like your love language is gifts so you're so yeah. excited that someone gave you gifts your friend your boyfriend whoever like there is something nice to be like oh my person's so sweet Mm-hmm. like it's you're showing affection in a way so it's something like even with that i think is a <laughs> it's a love language of like how do you show affection someone yeah. might be mad that you didn't upload the flowers to your like oh well you didn't even put it in your instagram story and it's like and you and you could sit there and go oh, that person's crazy and it's like it's not crazy if it matters to you like you can't control how people feel so it's yeah. something of like um i had a breakup recently and like this guy and i were I'm not sorry. near like <laughs> taking photos and posting right mm-hmm. it's like four months but we did have some photos ago it's like well, i have them in my phone and we didn't do the unfollow block all that stuff sure but it's like there's something in me being like there will be a day that's <laughs> so, a picture of you and some other girl is on your instagram yeah and when it comes and i see it if i am fully over it i won't care but if i'm not i <laughs> might do the block and delete it's like a roulette yeah it's right it's like one of us is gonna get that photo on the instagram first yeah and it's hard to like not even be jealous or almost like feel like competitive in that sense well that's why i tend to think when people post it's for other people it's never for the person yeah. you're in a relationship with because if i'm well uh, i'd argue sometimes men will post something just because it makes their girl happy but oh, continue well that was that that's okay but i mean like they're not posting they're not if you're in a relationship and you're talking every day they're not posting you to be like this is how she's gonna find out i love her they're yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, posting yeah, yeah. for the okay, world yeah, yeah, you yeah. know mm-hmm. and i've no like that's because i mean you know i've been there i'm like less petty now but i've been there where if i post 
flowers or something nice that someone said it tends to be there's someone in my mind who i want to see that for sure yeah for and sure if i'm with that mm-hmm. person already that i love like I yep. don't always post them because I'm like, you're the person I would want to make jealous. And you're the person who, <laughs> when you me dump affection. me, I'll be posting. <laughs> right. But of course for their mind, they're like, why are you posting all your friend stuff? And it's like, cause I, I don't know. They're not you. Like you're the oh, person so whose affection I want. Um, oh, I like yeah, that. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just, but it, yeah, that's always been a thing. Cause, um, it, you do feel crazy when you ask about social media because but we're, it's not we're crazy. on that cusp of like, we grew up without it. But I think you're right. Like, but we're we not use crazy. it so much. It's not crazy. Well, it's the same as if you're at an office on Valentine's Day and every girl in the office that has a boyfriend and you have a boyfriend gets flowers and you don't. <laughs> yeah. That's not so on social media, but you're sitting there being like, what the fuck? Right. So it's the same thing as if all those girls were posting on their Instagram, they got flowers from their man and you don't have flowers to post from yours. It's the same <laughs> thing, but it's just in a different reality. It's yeah, just virtual. That's true. Or there's something too being like, it's our anniversary, motherfucker. Don't you want to celebrate a little bit and like show me mm-hmm. off or show a little love and affection? Like, so it's like, there's some people being like, I don't give a shit if he posts on his Instagram for our anniversary. And there's some people that go, yeah, I wrote a nice thing about you. It was like giving you a card. It's like, yeah, that's true. So, it's a card. That's right. Nice. Or like, I'm a card person. <laughs> so I gave this dude a card for like Christmas and like his uh-huh. birthday, but like, I didn't get a card on Christmas, Ugh. which is fine. He wrote me a nice note. He like texted me a nice thing that morning. So it's like, mm. we could technically count it. But I'm not going to lie. Part of me when we exchanged gifts was a little annoyed I didn't get a card. Especially if the first time is okay, but then he learns that you're a card person, then he you should think, get the card. Right? It's yeah. just nice. But some people don't. It's like it's like a love language thing. It's like, oh, he's not a type to like write a nice card the same uh-huh. way he wouldn't be the type to post a picture and write me a nice thing. What are your thoughts on... Okay, because this just happened to me. I... It's not a person, I'm not in a relationship, but it's someone who I'm romantically involved with. Mm -hmm. But he texted me, like, he called me homie on text. On Valentine's Day? No, no, not on Valentine's Day. Oh my God. I was like, No, that would be. It's like, well, you're a homie. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Valentine's, homie. You need to read the signs. No, it was like in the context of something, but it was like, it threw Hmm, me off. But like, I read that as like, that's a very like friendly, non-sexual way to call someone. Yeah. But I also think sometimes people just say that without thinking. But my question is, is that something, if it bothers me, and it doesn't bother me that much, but enough for me to be like, what does this mean? Does it make more sense to just be like, call it out? Or is it better to be like, let me not say Because this is where I think I'm crazy. It's like, obviously, no. I've noticed a thing, but now saying it might sound insane. You're not crazy. Do you know what I mean? Men like, have how much mastered, do you address that? <laughs> men have mastered, I assume this is the man you're talking about, the ma- yeah, men, but men have mastered things basically making us seem crazy for totally reasonable questions yeah because you're like i'm not i just want an answer is it like like, crazy to me is demanding them to do something naked yeah well exactly well because i'm like when you say romantically evolved basically do you hang out outside a bedroom ever yes and then so okay so it's like dating it's a vague dating dating. but it's not but it is a thing where i'm like maybe it's that this is a thing where we have different views like i Uh would never call some like unless it's a joke like i i don't know like if i don't really use baby a lot either but it just feels like whoa that feels like so much like a bro. Like you're like, hey, bro, what's yeah. up, bro? Like, so I don't know. But then I'm like, is this something I ask about? Because it just, or is it something I'm just like, I'm just going to assume that you meant what you meant? Well, it's something of, I think it's clearly, this isn't a thing that's hard of like, what are we? Because that seems like when you have that conversation, you have to know what you want. And right. if it's no, not it's what not you want, there, you should walk it's away. Just that. Right. Uh, but it's more, I've accidentally called a guy dude, uh-huh. like in person, just uh-huh. like, dude, did it, but it wasn't me calling them dude, but they just were like, did you just call me dude? Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, I didn't, 
that's not what I, but I they just kind of were like, I don't like that. So I think you could easily just oh, yeah. be like, hey, I feel weird you calling me homie. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I think that's all you can say is just like, if it happens, especially if it happens again, you'd be like, that's can I be true. honest with you about something? And they'll be like, yeah. And you go, you calling me homie, I don't really like, mm-hmm. rubs me the wrong way. That's true. Yeah. Like, I you don't have to do the whole, just are we just friends? It comes up. Yeah. But it's basically being like, because sometimes it's a habit. I call people homie. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, love you, homie, or whatever. you think about it, but if you actively, like, even if that's not what they meant, but if they, if you actively say, like, don't call me that, then they'll start putting you in a different category. Mm, it's true. Just, I yeah. don't think language changes the way. Like, I, I, I've only dated one person ever that called me baby, and I, like, did like it, but I've never, yeah, because I, I didn't babe. ever do yeah. that, mm. I don't, I don't initiate, and this guy was, like, just, like, baby guy, so... Yep, that I, was his thing. And it made yeah. me feel from the beginning, before we were exclusive, that I was like, oh... I'm the baby. Like, I was like, I like Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Or so babe, there's something to... Yeah. It's a way of being like, this is my girl. Yeah. But homie's... Like, this no, is my homie. <laughs> this is my friend. Because oh uh, I was like, it might be a habit. I call yeah. people homie, so it's like... I could True. slip and just call someone homie. Especially like, um, my relationship of like, when we be on the phone talking, then you do the goodbye. Uh-huh. There's almost this thing, you're like, we're not in love, but it feels like I should yeah, say I love you. Yeah, I love you. What do you say? You're yeah, like- right? You're like, okay, well... <laughs> I'd always be like, I miss you is usually Aww, what I would say or like, can't wait to see you or whatever yeah. it was. Like I would, th- but it's, it's, it's like you want to end on a nice note. Yeah, you're like, I love but it's kind of weird when you're, voice. yeah, I'm like the only people I really <laughs> talk to on the phone are like my parents and it's at the end is always, all right, love you, honey. And you're like, love you too, yeah. mom. So it's like, it's almost a weird habit of That's like the so only people funny. I call are people I love. Yeah. So it's like, how do you wrap that? It's kind of the same. So I think it's almost a habit. That's I don't so know funny. what the sentence was, but calling you homie might have just been you know you're like on the fire running around you shoot some text yeah. and you're like oh yeah ho- like homie yeah that's why i was like if it's happy valentine's homie that's no 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 that would no that would I make me cry ask uh, this i don't uh-huh. know how much you talk about re- relationships sure. but what happened on valentine's day did oh, they do anything they did yeah i mean it's very new um yeah we had a nice date and he asked me to be his valentine so oh well okay yeah but, he's into you yeah but if they do like, nothing they're not week, into yeah but how insecure i am is like if a day goes by I'm because like, everything still has in, changed everything. you're still in wishy face you haven't <laughs> yeah. even been like are you dating other people yeah which no. most likely usually valentine's dudes fucking run or they I'm disappear not super curious about that right now i feel like for once very present and happy but it uh, yeah so you gotta good. more think yeah. are they good enough for me yeah, I'm not, am I good yeah. enough for them? You're like, I'm fucking great. True. Are and you good enough a, for is me? Is it fun now? And then if I do wonder, I'll ask. Yeah. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, yeah, you gotta, it's, I'm, but I'm like you, man. It's hard. It's hard to just stay in like, we're having fun. Da, da, oh da, yeah. Da. A day. I could be like the best night of my life. And then, then in eight hours will go by and then I'll be like, everything's changed. He's met, <laughs> he's met someone else. And well, I haven't heard from him. So yeah. he's or already my, in love mm-hmm. with someone else. I guess it's time to delete his number and then i'll do all that in my oh my god wow (laughs) that's a lot that is a lot and i'm like this is insane Teresa. yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's the that's the weird game yeah the game you have in the Um, beginning but speaking of telling people things erica is there something you would like to tell me yeah so uh i guess my confession of the episode is i've had herpes type one for like three it'll be four years this summer so almost four years yeah so I recently kind of publicly came out about it on my uh-huh. own podcast, um, but that was only like a couple months ago. Okay. So yeah, it's like I'm kind of public about it, but I'm yeah, not you're crazy public. the waters. Well, as a comedian, I'm sure it's crossed your mind about whether you want to do comedy better or not. So is so yeah, it's was that an active decision, or did you play around with material and then decide not to do it, or how did you approach it in that form? Uh, I have tried a little bit of talking about it on stage, like 
more like almost like a riff uh-huh. of like when I was hosting my own show because it was like I feel comfortable it's my <laughs> show I'm in that environment a lot um but uh yeah there was kind of something to comedy is like high school where if you go to an open mic you know pretty mm-hmm. much everybody right uh especially I've, I'm in LA now but when I was in New York it's like I knew everyone sure yeah so it's almost like I used to be more fearless at mics you're like I don't know anyone in this room you know like, I'll talk about mm-hmm. whatever I want to but that was like, I knew there was a room of 40 people that had no idea I had herpes. Uh-huh. And the minute if I said it on stage, no one's going to hear anything I've worked on bit wise. Because uh-huh. the whole room's almost going to be that, wait, what? What did you just say? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's the same of like, I, mean, I hate to say this, compare it, but it's the same of I've had people like, you have no idea they're gay. And they go on stage mm-hmm. and they're like, doing a joke about being gay. And you're like, oh shit, they're gay. You're like, oh, I had no idea. Right. Like, but I didn't hear the joke yeah. just cause I was like new information. <laughs> well, people speaking of relationships, I think people do that with status too. Well, at least more yes. when you're starting oh. out. I think le- it's less like high school in LA, but in New York, I feel like if I wrote a joke about, I just know, had a breakup breakup because I wanted to do a joke. Mm. Of course people are like, wait, what? And yeah. They're like, like, oh, is that recent? Yeah. Or you can't even do stuff about old, like, you know, people will infer if you're like, I wrote this joke about someone I dated a while ago, but then you're talking about it. Yeah. Like, Who was that about? Ugh. And then if you deny it, then they think it's who they think. Oh, yeah. Whatever. We're all nosy. We're all nosy little <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I, although I have been in the audience. I try not to get um, like petty on stage, but I have been in the audience when couples are like, but both going through a breakup and doing material about, about each other. Oh, it's so awful for everyone, but like there is something about it that's like fun to watch. Like watching a yeah. train wreck. I like don't want to be that, but yeah. yeah, when they do, I'm like, wow, ruthless, man. It's savage. Yeah, or the same of when they are currently in a relationship and they're doing jokes about my girlfriend, my boyfriend, yeah. and you know who it's about <laughs> makes it like a little uncomfortable on some level. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, fortunately, I never had to really navigate that with comedians. <laughs> um, so Okay, so you just recently made the decision because i'm assuming it was a decision to talk about it openly or did you sort of just like now it feels right um both mm-hmm. like i definitely wasn't like mm. i mean even now it's like there's always gonna be times that like i don't feel okay with it sure and it kind of weirdly was also a challenge of like well this is gonna make you be more okay with it because uh-huh. you're essentially every week having a podcast where you're talking about dating and so typically stuff that's related to herpes comes up because it's the whole how do you tell someone or blah uh-huh. blah and especially right now i'm like fresh off a breakup so it's like oh i'm now back out there being like uh-huh. uh i gotta get rejected again like kind of, a kind of feeling so it's like there's always going to be levels of it that help me kind of get more comfortable and talk about it because definitely for the first year i was like just a mess mm-hmm. the whole time and then like i even went back to the guy that like gave it to me and like <laughs> tried to date him again but it was mainly because you're just like uh. oh i just was out here getting rejected and it's just like well i know you wouldn't reject me for sex at least <laughs> you know because you're oh like God. well i'm human <laughs> were you guys in a relationship no nah, it wasn't an official thing okay. that was a that was a guy that uh you know had a girlfriend gotcha. the whole time Ugh, but i didn't find that. out till round two so it's mm. like wait this has been there the whole time what? It's like, what the hell yeah. the whole time from the oh man yeah and then that was that was a dilemma of like when i found out i found out the second time did he know him. he had it he says he didn't and i'll mm. never really know if he did or not because it's also like i wasn't super adamant of like i asked him to go get tested to be like well i want to make sure i got this from you type right. thing which i knew that i did because i had like two bumps went to the doctor the next morning because all of a sudden it was four and i was like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. it was like 8 a.m on a saturday i was like city md what's up oh my gosh. <laughs> and they very quickly were like oh yeah this is herpes blah blah and i was like whoa i was like you looked for one second <sighs> and they were like oh it's most likely what it is so they were like gave me like medicine for it and stuff and they took my blood uh-huh and they were like go to if you get it you're supposed to go to a dermatologist but it's a saturday none are open uh-huh so if you do get it because it's a skin um condition or disease so 
by Monday, I went to the dermatologist because I was like full outbreak. And they take a swab test, which is just more accurate of uh-huh. which type you have. Do you have it, et cetera. So, but I got my blood results like that Monday midday and it came out negative. Okay. And so I called them and I was like, okay, well, like I went to the derm and all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, it came out negative because you just got it. Because there's oh. a second number of the test that like kind of shows how active it is because it can gotcha. be dormant so in your body. So it wasn't something that like had an outbreak. This was like the... You definitely just caught it. Yeah, like I didn't have the antibodies for it, basically. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have anything fighting it off yet because it was so gotcha. new. So they were like, they were like, well, you came in so quickly and whatever. But even if I didn't come in quickly, it won't show up in your blood for like, I don't know, three, four weeks. Uh-huh. So a lot of times it's like, yeah, you don't know. That's kind of, it's part of the, well, it's actually, it's not part of routine STD testing, which people don't know. Um, yeah, I've heard that because people get well because it's pretty common but there's a yeah. lot of uh panic around it that doctors now won't test unless yeah. you specifically ask uh-huh. for well it. even if you ask because i've had people be like call me and be like i slept with someone that had herpes and i went to my doctor to get tested and they were like oh you don't have an outbreak you're fine i said mm. well they're partly doing that because they've shown studies that it actually affects your mental health way more wow. than your, it doesn't affect your physical health at all actually <laughs> like it literally doesn't unless you're currently having an outbreak and it's like uncomfortable but yeah. other than that, it's like, it's not detrimental to anything. It doesn't affect your ability to have kids. You could still donate blood. Like, uh-huh. so it's very like, you're fine. Right. I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, I'm guessing you might know more than I do, but like, okay. for, uh, for, like a lot of pharma push for the panic, right? Well, I'm, yes, there used to be no stigma about it uh-huh. till actually after the AIDS epidemic. So during okay. the eighties when AIDS was huge and it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And all of a sudden the safe sex movement, uh-huh. it was like, Back then, when people got either like genital warts, which is HPV, or uh-huh. herpes, like if you were like, oh my God, something's wrong, and you were the doctor, they're like, oh, it's just herpes. Because basically it was like, uh, you don't have AIDS or HIV, you're oh, good. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. And it also, literally both of those things don't affect your health. Uh-huh. So it kind of was like, oh, okay. And then when um, basically Valtrex was invented to help like suppress it, because it used to just be like, you just kind of mm-hmm. had to go through the outbreak, maybe ice it, some ointments, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like there really wasn't anything to get it down quickly. But then when they came just out with... Is it on your face. You're like, oh, I just, yeah. for this week, I'm just going to have a spot in my face. Exactly. Yeah. So when they came out with the Valtrex, it first was like, okay, when you have an outbreak, you take some Valtrex, it goes away. Same of like, if you had a headache, you took some Advil, goes away. Uh-huh. Same thing. But then they... I can't find the research on this, but my friend did of like... They basically instilled this fear and this, this fear of giving mm-hmm. it to people and a whole stigma around it because it was like, okay, so say someone that has herpes has two outbreaks a year. How many pills are you selling? Say 20. Gotcha. They're like, oh, but if we now condense it to a smaller size, so it's like 100 milligrams, mm-hmm. and you're basically like, this is preventative, which it is. It does help. But it's like, oh, now you're taking 365 pills a year. Gotcha. So they're making more money. Yeah. So it's like, that's really what the push is for it. Damn. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, can't remember where I heard that, but I did, do remember it being like related to like pharma. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so much is that's in a, life. That's, oh man, pharmaceutical industry sucks. Yeah. I, I well, you're going to naturally have a fear when you first get it too. Yeah. Well, but also because there is a society stigma that yes. they did create it, but it does now exist. So it's like, it's not to negate that experience because exactly. it does exist now. Yeah. Because or they created. Also, <laughs> um, like I, like many people really mm-hmm. only have this first outbreak. Mm-hmm. and then i have not have one since there's only been a very few times that i felt like oh something feels a little off let me take a couple pills uh-huh. just to be like just in case right but that first year i had it i was terrified partly because yeah. that first outbreak is painful and uh-huh. it's so fresh in your memory that you're uh-huh. like 
all you can think is the last thing I would ever want to do is give this to anybody else. Gotcha. Whether it's literally someone I'm in love with or someone I hate. Uh Like you're just like, no one deserves to get this thing. Uh So like I took the Valtrex every day for like a year and then I actually just naturally ran out and I just like, I think I was like out of town or something. So I just wasn't taking it. And then I also wasn't seeing anybody. So I was like, well, let me see if I'm okay Uh to not take it and I'm fine. And I've pretty much been fine ever since. So when I like started dating that guy, I did start taking it just to Uh be like, oh okay like precaution like we might have sex soon blah blah blah. and it's just like it's more to make them feel comfortable because i was kind of sitting there being like i feel exactly the same as Mm -hmm. i did before um but yeah it's i mean it's a whole thing of um actually mainly also made me stop taking it was i found this like support group through like meetup that was um an all women's one and that really helped just to like meet other people that had it because i just walk in the room being like oh there's 12 other people yeah that like, and it sounds judgy, but you're like, uh-huh. literally that are normal looking people, uh-huh. like all these women that are badass, great women. And like, everyone got it in some way or one or the other. So it was like, oh, whole room that understands. And they were all talking about how some of them would try not taking it for a few months. And they were like, oh, I'd have an outbreak once a month. So for me, it's worth it to take it uh-huh. and all that stuff. So it made me be like, oh, okay, especially type one is technically quote cold sores. Gotcha. But it's like, I have it downstairs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can, people often are like, no, 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 that one's on your mouth. I'm like, no, you can get it <laughs> both places. Type two, you can typically, is, can, is like, it's like one in a million that you get it on your mouth. It gotcha. is the general region. So that's like mainly the difference between the two and why there's two types. But it's like, really, it's all herpes. And <laughs> so you have number one. You're, yeah, you're number, number one, one in herpes. Um, no, yeah. but I love support groups. I've Yeah, I've gone to ones before. And I think it, it gives you something different than like a one-on-one talk therapy. Because yeah. it's the shared experience. And then just feeling like you have... Even just being able to share to someone who like isn't just listening to say like, oh, how does that make you feel? But more like, me too, I, I have that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like um, the biggest thing <laughs> is like, you know, I did eventually after that, I tried like one-on-one therapy after mm-hmm. I did those, but it was mainly because I went back with that guy, I found out he had a girlfriend, and then Ugh. immediately after I started hanging out with someone, turns out they were in an open relationship, didn't tell me, Ugh. and it just was too back-to-back that I was like, am I doing something? Am I seeking <laughs> out something, you know? Uh, turns out now he's like, well, it's just New York and some people are <laughs> shitty, but uh, there's something too, though, even with a doctor literally telling me like, this is not a big deal, mm-hmm. so many people have it, I have like many a patients every day, technically have this, you're fine. <laughs> You wouldn't want to be with someone anyway that wouldn't accept this. And then you're like, cool, cool, cool. Do you have it? And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> like they're oh almost like, God. I'm a doctor. Like that doesn't come off that way, but that's that how you hear it. So fu- I mean, I don't know if you're planning to ever do material, but oh. you, that's really funny. <laughs> no, to like, have the doctor make you feel better and yeah. then be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's not how they react, but it feels that way. Sure, when you're yeah. in the chair crying, terrified of this thing that uh-huh. you just got, and they're like, this is not a big deal. Da, da, da. And you're like, do you have it? And they're like, no. It's like that idea. You're like, so it's like, easy for you to say. Yeah, it's like, um, um, it's the idea of like when if you're with a partner and they're like it's okay we'll get through this but then you find out you don't or something then they're like oh thank fucking god and you're like yeah what, did you, were you really supportive like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly. I, had, I found out about the doctors don't test because I um, my last ex cheated on me and then I had found out through other women that one of the women he slept with had herpes and yeah not right. on her whatever I'm sure she was safe with it but it just made me be but like still. is he being safe I don't know uh-huh. so I like went and like got tested for everything and I, I had to ask they like didn't want to give it to me but i was like no please mm, yeah and uh yeah but then that's when i found like they don't 
they won't do it usually they'll say sometimes yeah. like okay we test you for everything but unless they you don't. specifically say i want the hsv test they won't do it yeah the guy i was just seeing i said that too and he mm-hmm. was like wait what i was like no you have to ask and yeah. or sometimes um like i when i get my yearly i do they ask me if i want like the hiv test which is blood uh-huh. and so then the herpes thing also comes with it mm-hmm. indirectly but like you but even that it's like you have to ask for and like sign a consent form on because yeah. it's taking your blood which yeah. is like with men i was like actually i asked that guy i was like when you get an std test like we get swabbed we're at a gyno Uh it's everything's in there right (laughs) so and you do a pee before which is mainly to see if you're pregnant but i guess that also tests for some stds and then you can do the blood so for him i was Uh like what do they do when you walk in and you say i want an std (laughs) test and it's they pee in a cup and they take their blood Mm. which is weirdly like so they take your blood but they're not or actually, even that might be not for sure. I think that's if you say yeah. HIV slash AIDS test. But well, even that, it's weird to be like, so they're already taking your blood, but they don't give herpes. Well, I've had like guys I've dated say they went to like a doctor and like, yeah, they uh, said I'm good. I don't have anything, but they didn't get a test. They just said they looked at. And I was yeah, like, I'm pretty sure like too. either you're lying or that doctor's lying to you. But like, I feel like a lot of guys don't know um, how to get tested. What? Well, <laughs> just say I'm clean. I'm like, right, mm-hmm. did you test for anything or did you just go to a doctor and they didn't? say anything yeah well like i mean not to get too gross so heads up but um a lot of times like women will go to the doctor thinking they might have an std and it's like chlamydia or gonorrhea and doctors will be like oh you have a yeast infection Uh and it's not but they don't test them but then it's the same for men of like men can't men can technically get utis but it's way more rare sure that tends to be more of an age thing that naturally comes or whatever um but men the reason like we get tested for chlamydia and gonorrhea every time we go to the gyno basically for our yearly exam is because uh-huh. it do- we don't show symptoms True. we don't show symptoms that are drastically different than from whatever we were having yeah. right um so for men though they do so it's kind of this thing of like mm. when they go in if they're like but they're asking them questions of like have you been randomly having discharge or like gotcha. does it hurt when you pee and stuff like that so it's like a lot of times when they go in it typically <laughs> usually is because they're having some type of symptom and right. they're like something's going on doesn't feel right um, but it's also like, I've known people that they were like, oh, I thought I had herpes, but I just had the one outbreak and it went away. It's so like, I'm good. I'm like, no, no, you still have <laughs> like you it. You still have it then. You still, it's in your system. <laughs> but it is true of also, um, the longer you have herpes, the mm-hmm. less likely you are to give it to somebody because it com- becomes like more and more dormant in mm-hmm. your system. Um, I mean, I, that also depends on the person, but sure, it's something like, I haven't given it to anybody, mm-hmm. but you know it's always still this like there's a chance yeah well how does it come up in dating i'm like what do you bring it up early on or is it something that does it is it more casual now that you've Hmm. kind of navigated it a bit so funny the guy i was just dating literally i went on like two dates with right before my podcast came out okay and so he was like oh your podcast is done the first episode we had was just like fun he did yeah and he listened to him which was actually really nice and like he was very supportive but so he found out through our second episode where i like disclosed it oh okay so not you didn't tell him personally no and it was something that i was debating doing and then it was like he listened to the first episode and like texted me he's like oh it's really funny i liked it blah blah blah. and he was like starting episode two now and i was like what's up like i was like okay uh, and i was just weirdly like he had already list probably he was like i'm gonna let her know i'm starting it but i actually already finished it now yeah it was a weird because all of a sudden he was live texting because he was like man this stuff my co-host her half of the podcast isn't dating with herpes hers is um her like sis her family's very close and her sister doesn't talk to her family anymore so hers is kind of navigating dating through like family baggage okay um so yeah i mean (laughs) most people do you know what's so funny is like when we first released it (laughs) she kind of jokingly was like 
I thought like more people would be like, holy shit, this herpes thing. But she got so many people huh. reaching out to her that she's like, I had no idea that they were basically going through similar stuff mm-hmm. of a sibling that doesn't talk to the family anymore mm-hmm. or a grandparent or this. So it's like, I was just like, damn, it's almost like yours is <laughs> just as common as Your herpes. is over, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but uh, so it was interesting that he found out through that medium. And later when I saw him and we like talked to stuff and he was like, yeah, I don't like, he's like, it's not something that I would let like stop this or whatever. Also, mm-hmm. we weren't physical yet. So he was like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, yeah, I, I want to see where this goes, which is very nice and kind. But also he said he really liked that he found out in a way that was like, he could really just listen to what I was saying yeah. and not really have to react to me face to face. Oh, interesting. Cause it's kind of goes back to what we're talking about projecting. Yes. There's a fear of like, am I reacting the right way? And yes. I have to like put this on you mm-hmm. so you don't react and make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Or it's also, I've done pretty much all the people before that was I would only really tell them or say something when it was like clear that we were about to be physical. Gotcha. And then that I was later like, you know what? <laughs> it never worked, first of all. Uh-huh. Uh, no, there's only one time someone... it never worked? Like they walked out? Or, or they, they, didn't, they didn't leave, but it was like we didn't have sex. Gotcha. So... Because you're kind of... In, oh, it's like right before game time. Yes. Like, Just so you know, here's another thing to add to this thing yeah. you thought you decided about. Basically. Gotcha. Because you feel... Like you were talking about feeling crazy. You feel crazy yeah. being like am I feeling this vibe correctly? Yeah. Or is he probably coming over later? Like, but either way, like if I was on a date with someone like at dinner, you're still telling them to their face mm-hmm. that there's this like, I mean, I would, it's like when anyone opens up to you about something, Yeah. part of you is like, don't freak out or like be really cool. Like <laughs> keep the, like their calm, stay calm, you know, whatever the thing is, yeah. you want to be like, just listen and like be there for them, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like that. It's like partly it's their reaction to you. So I've only had one person, just be like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, like, I know a bunch of people have it. It's not a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you take the meds. I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'll use a condom. It's fine. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I only had one that it was like, oh, all right. That was nothing. Right. Uh-huh. But a lot of times there's kind of this thing of like telling them is also being like, hey, I have this thing. Um, also, like, you want to accept it like right now? Yes or no? Because gotcha. you're about to hook yes. up. Yes. Okay. So that might work in your favor of like the dude has boner brain and is like <laughs> horny and like, I want to hook up but then sometimes it also just backfires because it's like that was a lot to take in and i'm just like i need a minute yeah kind of thing but the first thing pretty much all of them have ever said is they just like wow i can't believe you told me what oh my god (laughs) like kind of like can't believe you told me they're like wow you're a really good person i'm like what do you who do you think i am you know i mean that being said there were a couple people i didn't tell but yeah well that's a little peek into how not all men but a lot of guys yeah (laughs) a lot of them are saying that i'm like how many are out there acting that way but that's also why i feel like a lot of men don't get tested because i don't think a lot of guys Ooh, like to think yeah. of themselves as good guys again mm. not all men and women do this too but i've having dated in both pools i feel like men the ones i've met i'm like so careful don't cancel me men i love you guys too <laughs> listen uh, we're all shady dudes sometimes like when dudes don't get tested sometimes it's because they think of themselves as a good guy so they think if i knew i had something i would do i would tell people but then there's almost yeah. this like willful ignorance or mm-hmm. like well if i just i don't have symptoms if i don't mm-hmm. get tested then i'm technically like yeah not doing a bad thing but but i think a lot of guys think that way because whenever i've like i don't know because I, I get tested I, I try to do it after every partner which is excessive i'm a little bit of a hypochondriac but no but i mean it's better to be that way yeah. than the other way it's something like a 
even if you're not crazy active uh-huh. or right after a partner it's because some things take a while to show yeah. up it's but it's like twice a year right so it's like every yeah. six months but you also can't it's guarantee reasonable. that's the other thing when people are like are you clean like it's like most i'm like unless you've actually been tested you just you just like i, I don't know yeah I, like you're I, like no, i haven't seen you anything don't know. yeah you wouldn't know but so. that's what's crazy to me is ha- how i've never been asked uh-huh. if i'm clean by somebody only one time because they didn't want to use condoms hmm. we're like when's the last time you got tested and like all that but uh-huh. it was before i had herpes and i was like yeah like uh-huh. you know my early thing or like i've never been super promiscuous like mm-hmm. like yeah technically my number has racked up because it's <laughs> like well i've been having sex since 18 and i'm about to turn 29 so it's like uh-huh. yeah it's at least 10 you know what i mean like yeah. there's at least one a year slipping in you know Especially what i mean also if you're single you end up having it's, dude you're actually having more uh, yes. sex with more people but like less sex that, yes <laughs> thank you oh my god it's something that's like dude if you're so the type to be like in several couple year relationships relationships and ever fucking frown on someone for having more partners i'm like i've been single (laughs) literally my last boyfriend was deadly my high school boyfriend at 16 who i did not have sex with so it's like i literally have not had sex with someone that was my boyfriend i've only had two people that it was like quote exclusively us sleeping together sure oh no three three that it was Uh exclusively i know you're not sleeping other people i'm not sleeping other people but not boyfriend right so it's like yeah those were three months so there was three three month parts of my life that I <laughs> technically was not on the market to hook up with anybody. Yeah. So it's like, did any of you map out college of like, you know how much people are fucking in college? So yeah. like, if you're single in college, it's like you easily can be hooking up with someone once a semester, and yeah. there's eight semesters. Right. So your number could easily hit eight in college. Yeah, even if you never see that person again, it's gonna feel Ugh. like more. Yeah. yeah. But you're like, yeah, you're. I hate <laughs> that. If you're like, oh yeah, technically I've slept with more people than you, but you have had. Yeah. way more sex than me i i've been single most of my life too and um and so i've i've had to take issue with the number because i'm Ugh. i'm pretty like careful but i have fun well, who cares but if i was in a relationship i would be having way more sex but like if i'm not right you know what i mean it, it adds in a different way yeah like, yeah like, uh-huh. yeah or you're and like so am i really horror if i'm just you know doing missionary with everybody you know what i mean, I mean? it's but, like you know, i the am whore? a whore so it's okay no <laughs> <laughs> it's like where's the whore line it's just, I mean, no one should frown on anybody for their number for any reason. Like, it's also stupid. Yeah. Um, it is hard, so hard to talk about, like, uh, STDs, though, I've found. Because I think it's, yeah. like, I don't know if it's our generation. I one time, like, I was dating, not, like, just a hookup, but it wasn't serious. But, like, someone I met online, a guy, and he was younger. He was, like, 23. And he's the only person I've ever dated that, like, was so... I think that I don't want, want to generalize about the younger generation. Yeah. But I do feel like their approach is so different than my generation really because it was so open like he was just straight up like said he didn't get tested recently so like he just huh. let me know and was just like, interesting not in a way to like to stop anything it was like we mm. can stop sex but like here's all my info and i was like whoa like i was so floored by the honesty that i was like yeah. oh man the gen z's gotta figure it out i sound like such a cradle robber no right what can i answer um, this was he trying to like hit it raw though um no actually uh. he said it because he didn't want me to go down on him he didn't want you to. Not because he didn't like it, but he said, I haven't been tested recently. Wow. And I was like, I didn't even know. I mean, you're right. That could give me something. But wow, my I generation mean, it's very rare, but yeah. just doesn't care, I guess. Like they don't uh, even consider that. I mean, I don't know it. how much of Gen C you've, you know, interacted with sexually, uh-huh. but um, it's, I feel like it depends on the person. I was the type that I always asked all my partners, do you, have you ever had an STD? Do you currently have an STD? Mm-hmm. Because I knew the stats of how common herpes was before I even yeah. had it. So that was something too. It's like, I asked the person that gave it to me 
have they ever been tested? Do they have anything? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When's the last time you got tested? And they were like, yeah, I'm clean, all that stuff. So, but it's so crazy to be. even for like, because I, I mean, I feel like I use condoms for sex, but like for blowjobs, I wasn't like, oh, put on a condom. So I think. Yeah, that, that I've never, never done crossed that either. my mind. But then the fact that he said that, I was like, oh. Hmm. yeah no thanks i guess yeah I just, yeah. yeah or it's like a dental thanks dam let me know that stuff like that so i guess we'll wait till you get tested yeah <laughs> i haven't with the yeah with oral but yeah. it's something of like i did have guys essentially <laughs> like the guy i just did was the only guy that knew i had herpes mm-hmm. and went down on me mm-hmm. all the other ones it's not like they wouldn't get you off type thing but sure. it's like when they knew i had herpes they wouldn't go down and uh-huh. i was like you're actually way you're actually it's actually <laughs> nearly impossible for you to get this that, that way, way uh-huh. on your mouth so it's so funny to be like you're actually more likely to get on your dick but you're willing to put your dick in there but you uh-huh. won't go down on a girl that's so yeah it's so interesting the way our brains like will convince ourselves it's certain odd. things or yeah well i'm curious because it seems like you're very comfortable talking about this now obviously you yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. on your podcast i'm curious uh if you're cool talking about like the the early part like when you first find out because mm. i'm interested in sort of the story of like Obviously, it sounds like it was very traumatizing to figure this out. Sucks, How did yeah. you cope with it? And like, sort of what was your thought Oof. process in all that? Um, I mean, I definitely was like, it was the first time in my life I'm really not a crier ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so many friends that they're like, oh my God, I cry all the time. Oh my God, I was watching this music video and it made me cry. Like, and I just have never been that <laughs> way. Because I kind of, um, growing up in sports, it's like, all of sports is actually about controlling your emotions and not uh-huh. reacting negatively. So there's this thing of like, never let them see you sweat and like mm. you let stuff roll off and kind of not bother you. Cause you're like, one play is bad, but it's like, especially basketball, it's like, quote, it's a game of mistakes. So uh-huh. it's like the team that makes the least amount of mistakes wins. Oh. So it's like, if you make one mistake, if you get mad and react, that's two mistakes. Like, oh, that's kind of the mentality I've been like brought up with. But I mean, the main thing, like, this is so sad to say, but it's like when I first got it, literally, I remember sitting in the chair at the office when, when they were like, yeah, this is probably herpes, blah, 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 and stuff. And they like left the room and, like I was just like waiting there but my first thought was literally like you couldn't get a boyfriend without herpes how are you gonna get one now and it's such a classic like woman thing to think because we're still so pressured of like and are you dating anybody Mm. like I can like I'm about to do Corden and Mm -hmm. it's like so I'm gonna have people reaching out like oh my god so awesome congrats blah blah blah. but then it's gonna be those people like family members or whoever that is just like Oh, we haven't talked in a minute. How are you? Are you seeing anyone? And you're like, I just did a fucking late night set that I had to work almost seven (laughs) years to get, right? That it's like, Uh that was a huge accomplishment. Why the fuck would you be asking me if I have If anybody ever asks you, um, uh, what can I do to get caught? And you should be like, well, I have herpes, so you should try yeah, getting herpes. Yeah, get her, even though I'm not doing jokes about it, but and like, do, no, get I, herpes, get sad, and just like double down that's work. That's just a joke. There's um, nothing wrong with herpes. Sorry, but, but that's like a sad I think it would be a funny way uh, to shut someone down. Oof. But like, <laughs> yeah, that really was like my first yeah. core thought and that just was like, crushed me and also was kind of the thought that had me like, stay around with the person that mm. gave me herpes, even though it was like, we kind of were dating, but it was that thing. It was like, Bad situation. we had slept together for the first time. Week later, I had it. So it's like, <sighs> oof. Yeah. I mean, really, you want to talk about brand new into seeing someone like we were hanging out yeah. maybe a Damn. month. Like, not that much. It wasn't the like constantly talking, like all this stuff. So even like hitting him up to kind of be like, oh, what are you doing? Because I like was like, I have something to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, even that was a weird, like he didn't answer right away. And then all of a sudden I just was like, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he was like, are you okay? What's up? Like everything all right and i was like 
Uh, I am and I'm not. I was like, but just what do you, I have worked till Were this you time. Nervous about telling him, even though you're pretty sure he gave it to you. Like, like it's not nervous. It's more. It's like you telling someone is admitting that you have it. Sure. In a weird way, and also with him, it was like it was you know a Friday night that I saw two bumps. A Saturday morning that I went to the doctor yeah. and they told me. So it's like that was Monday. So I also was being like, I'm waiting for that test, mm-hmm. and I got the results in that test that was negative, uh-huh. which made me be like, okay, well this clearly is it by now so it's Uh from this person so it's like i knew but i didn't want to come accusatory because it's like this is about to be a bomb were you angry at him at all no because i you just i was just a mess and just like sad Mm -hmm. i was just like for me i was just so like disappointed and mad at myself Mm. because i just like felt like i let myself down because i basically was like how could you let this happen like Hmm. and or something where you're like i was someone doing everything quote correctly i literally was never sleeping with people without condoms Uh uh like there was only one person i did which was no two the two like Uh guys that i was committed to and i knew they weren't sleeping with other people type thing so it's like i was like sitting there like i did everything right how the fuck did i get this or even like you sit there being like you know for me personally i was like this is my only new partner in a year yeah that i'm like i'm not even out here fucking everybody but then like the minute you i want to have i should have been out there more yeah or something something that's like man i partly wasn't because i was like i I didn't want to get any stds or like man i was also sitting there being like i don't even have hpv yet apparently everybody's (laughs) got hpv and i don't even have that i got no hpv i never had chlamydia i didn't get a warning std i just got the i got the big dogs no gateway yeah i got the big dogs up top which is like that just sucks or also you know when you first get it it's very much something that people there's so many people that have it but obviously don't publicly Mm -hmm. say because even when i got it I really only told one friend for a mm-hmm. very long time. So it's like there was only one person that really knew and obviously the person that gave it to me. And then I did hit up the person I dated right before him. Not uh-huh. right before him, like the year before because partly that guy was uh, in medical school. Okay. So I partly <laughs> I was like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm kind of freaking out. But I was like, you're the only person I slept with before this guy. So I'm just doing my backtracking of yeah. is there any way, what, have you ever got tested, blah, blah. And he's like, I have gotten tested recently. He's like, I'm 99% sure I don't have it. Like, I'll get tested again, blah, blah, blah. But he was super like, it's not a big deal. You're okay. That's like, we nice. learn about that. Yeah. So I was kind of lucky that I had, like, a medical kind of resource of a friend yeah. to, you know, be like, hey, da da And, like, we didn't end on bad terms and stuff. So it just was like, okay, all right, you know. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, that was really the hardest part for me of, like, I mean, even right now, I had a breakup, and the hardest part is, like, thinking about having that conversation again. Even though mm-hmm. right before I did that guy, I finally had to hit the point that, like, when I would tell people basically like I wouldn't cry I was calm mm-hmm. I was very just like yeah I have this thing it's not a big deal we, we don't have to do anything you don't want to do like I had I had like my spiel down yeah I nailed it I was like oh we're good I finally had people like being okay with it and mm-hmm. accepting it and you're like oh so once you have people that like essentially accept you and sleep with you and don't reject you yeah you're like oh okay like there is hope right like even the breakup I try to look at that relationship being like okay there's, uh, there's people that will accept you for this you can't yeah worry about that well that feeling because you said something that i found interesting the idea of like oh i can't get a boyfriend without it how could i get it with it yeah that mentality of like uh i mean i don't know your relationship with your parents but that feeling i feel like sometimes comes from like oh this is the best i'm gonna get even if i know it's a bad situation like like that fear of being alone and then almost like self-fulfilling prophecy of um like it's not that you don't feel you deserve love like it might not be that extreme but it's that self-fulfilling prophecy of like the thing that I want is going to be hard to get. So I'm going to like mm. already assume that I've failed at it. Yeah. And I have a good relationship with my parents. Uh-huh. So it's like, so where does that come <laughs> from? Because, I uh, mean, well the disappointment actually mainly became because I'm close with my family and 
it's partly the like I disappointed myself, but I also was sitting there being like, oh, my parents would kill me hmm. if they knew. Gotcha. Even though it's like they wouldn't literally kill you, but it's like you're just sitting there being like they would be disappointed. And it's something that because I'm close with my family, I've often had people be like, say kind of jokingly, but like I can tell they're not joking when they're like, oh yeah, your parents like run your life or something, <laughs> or like oh yeah you. Th-. And I was like, no 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 no. Like my parents do not run my life. I'm like, I do run my own life uh-huh. that in a way that I would hope that they would be proud of me. Yeah. Like that's, that's in me. Like I'm not sitting here being like, fuck them. They don't right. pay my bills. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, they could not pay my bills and not technically be in charge. And I could still res- respect their opinion. Yeah, totally. Or like, essentially it's like something is always kind of motivating you. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, for so maybe for you, it's not to make your parents proud, but a little bit of mine is. Because I'm sitting there being like, I think they're great people and wonderful. And I think they did do a good job. Yeah. And it's something that it's more being like, because I think they're great and wonderful. I'm really mad at myself when I fuck mm. up. Because I'm like, you were set up to do well. And then you ate it. You know what I mean? <sighs> like, no matter what it is, even like school was like, you know, I was fortunate in high school that like, I didn't have to work a job for like money to go be social. Because mm-hmm. my parents were very like, look, school is your job. And if you start slipping at school, then we're not going to let you go be social. But it was like, if you keep school up and all your grades up and all this stuff, like I, my parents actually paid us for grades oh, that's because great. we wanted jobs. Like I was like, well, I want my own money to like decide what I want to do or like buy a shirt I want. Right. Uh-huh. And my mom was like, you don't have time for a job. You do sports and you do school. And like, and wow, I was remember being awesome. 16 and being like, you know, like I have, I have a car now. So like, I want to go and like buy shit and do what I want. Right. I just like wanted independence. So we, they made a contract with us. Oh my gosh. My brother and I. Yeah. But they literally were like. If you get a hundred in a class, but not like gym and stuff, they like, there was a lot of conditions. So it was like, but if we got a hundred in the class, they were like, we'll give you a hundred dollars. Wow. But a hundred, 99, uh-huh. all of a sudden it was like 50. So it's like that one point gotcha. fucking matter, you know, but yeah. it's like, it's hard to get a hundred. And I was in like honors classes and stuff like that. But basically it's like, they used that to be like grades matter. And, uh-huh. but even that's something that's like, I was very fortunate they could do that. They right. could literally throw me cash, but it's like. You know, there'd always be like a B in there that like would bring me down. <laughs> but that's so smart because it's sort of like, oh, I they're recognizing there's something you want, which is to be social, yeah. which most high school kids do. But yeah, instead something. of being strict and saying no, they're like, she's obviously going to be motivated by the things she wants. Yeah. So how can we make this work with what we want right. and which will ultimately be good for her? Exactly. Right. And that's, that's also so probably indirectly why ultimately in my life, I'm often <laughs> motivated by money, but that's not the point. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, did you tell your anyway, parents? Uh, I you told were, them. You were thinking that you'd disappoint them. So how did, how did uh, I told them a couple weeks before the podcast, mm-hmm. um, which was, I was, I kept trying to like tell them, when I would be around them, but it would always be like, my sister was around or, mm. or it's something, it's something like a same thing of like, it's very hard to do that face to face because I was like, I needed to mentally be in a place like I was okay with it because it was like, it was also this pressure, not pressure, but it's something that's like, I know that they already care and worry about me enough mm. that all I felt like was like, Oh my God, you're going to drop this on them. Like, mm-hmm. cause it partly would be like a weight off my shoulders to like, essentially have like my mom worrying about it more uh-huh. like you know what I mean it's almost like when you tell right, someone something like, oh, and, I feel so much better yeah I'm my uplifted yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but it's kind of selfish in a way right uh-huh. so it was something that I was like now nah, this is you know something you have to deal with you have to deal with it this is yeah. not for them to deal with this is you it's because so many people were sitting there being like like friends I eventually told were like you don't have to tell your parents right which is true but it also kind of was eating at me to mm. be like keeping something from them or also like yeah i was going to like these therapy things that actually like cost a lot of money like that group i went to wasn't cheap that i actually started my own group uh-huh. like last year oh nice just because i was like i can't <laughs> be paying this much money and so many other people can't 
and whatever. Anyway, but it was just like, yeah, I was under a lot of stress and doing a lot of stuff and like I made it work and yeah. I ended up being okay. But yeah, there's something too. like, I knew when I told them that they would, their first reaction would be like, are you okay? Like we yeah. love you, blah, blah, blah. Cause it's like, that's what good parents do. Uh-huh. But it's more the like, yeah, I knew that would be their reaction, but it's something that like you're sitting there being like, but I don't know what the pillow talk is between the two of them uh-huh. basically about me. Like, you're, there's almost a fear of they'll see you differently. Yeah. Well, I mean, they definitely probably do, you know. <laughs> I can't really affect that. Like, I you know. I feel like parents see you as so, like, it's so deep see how parents kid. see their children that it can't be ruined by one. Like, there's so much. The threshold for seeing someone differently. Yeah. Obviously, it's different for everybody, but we often put that on ourselves, I feel like. And mm-hmm. it's, but you were saying something about, like, the idea of um, when you tell someone something, you're like, you feel relieved, like, you're putting it on them. I also think the positive flip side of that is um i do like when people tell me secrets that not like salacious or gossipy but uh-huh. something like oh i you know i want to let you know i opening have up herpes or something on a date i could see like for me that's something very intimate if i like that person right. if i don't like that person i just don't like that person you might just feel they could uncomfortable say anything they could say they made four hundred thousand dollars last year and i'd be like you're disgusting <laughs> like it wouldn't matter you know but yeah. if i like them they could literally yeah they could say anything mm. and i'd be like wow you're opening up you're being vulnerable i want to build this relationship yeah there's so i could also it. see it going not in a like this is necessarily a good thing but i just mean i could see it like when you do form a connection it being like so much stronger true i don't know if you found it that goes like, one when way you or the talk other to people i think it dates. depends what the news is true because it's like there's this hypothetical right of like not hypothetical but there's an example with what we're talking about of like if you cheated on somebody mm-hmm. and say it's this minuscule cheating right mm-hmm. maybe you made out with someone whatever you're in a mm-hmm. relationship and the it the person, person does not know cheating, no. right so i don't know i'm just <laughs> yeah, saying what say big scale small scale sure the person does not know okay basically you cheated and it just made you be like how could i ever do that to a person like yeah. i clearly love this person this is who i want to be with that person means nothing to me that i cheated with uh-huh. it's this dilemma of like do you tell your partner mm-hmm. and part of telling your partner you cheated is that lifting it off your chest because it's eating at you yes. you feel guilty and it's something that's like okay you have to deal with your own guilt hmm of like, if you're just going to go, now you're just putting it on this person. Now you're like hurting this person. <laughs> and so it's like, there's kind of a debate of huh. like, if you're to cheat one time, never happens again, blah, blah. Especially like, say it's a year later huh. and you're going to freaking tell them. Yeah. But it's like, that, it only makes sense if you're. a set of things because if you're, you've waited a year, then they are going to be like, why the fuck didn't you tell me earlier? And then you're like. Yes and no, you know? I think, oh man, it's so tough because I, I, I think yeah. it so depends on the personality because I am on the extreme end of like, I really don't like lying and I, oh, I want to so know much, yeah. so much like I'd so much rather hear it, even if it's bad. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'll do the thing you want me to, but yeah. I think you can never control someone. But I also know people who don't want to know. I know. So I think it's a personality thing because I know people yeah. who are like, if you love me and you really do and you're willing to make it work and you can guarantee I will never find out and be hurt. Don't tell me. But I'm more like, i i need the truth and i'll feel it too that's mm-hmm. the problem i'm intuitively like when people are lying i'm i just something's off and i'm like yeah well sometimes truth. you can tell when someone's lying to you yeah, or yeah, keeping yeah. something from you so it's like but sometimes i lie to myself like i've done that where mm-hmm. i've been like this person's clearly yeah. not saying what they mean but i'll just you know keep living Oof. in it until it all falls apart yeah uh, i always would want to it's like i'm the type that like if i was in in a relationship my two things would be like one just don't lie to me i'd rather you tell me a very harsh truth no matter mm-hmm. what it is as opposed to lying and i find out well because the truth is always there i think the thing is we're not yeah. mad at like i would still be mad at my partner for cheating 
So, right. But I'm mad that you cheated and you're not telling me doesn't change that you cheated. So yeah. what I'm mad about is the thing, not whether you're telling me or not. Mm-hmm. I think if that makes sense. So if they tell me a truth, Oof. that's like, if they're like, you're bad at comedy, like I might get mad, <laughs> but like, I'm mad that I'm bad at, you know, oh, yeah. a bad example, but I'm bad. I'm mad at the truth, not mad at you for Oof. telling me. Yeah. I had a, the guy I was just seeing said something to me. If he was like, you know, you're really tough. I was like, what? He was like, you <laughs> like, cause we would have something of like, um, we didn't call it honesty hour, but it almost was like that oh, of like, I love that. there were a couple times like you were having a conversation about something. And then one of us would kind of hit the point of like, listen, I don't know how to say this directly without it being mean mm. or hurting your feelings. But like, I'm going to try to <laughs> phrase it as much of like, this is what I need. This is what you know. I want. Blah, I don't, blah, want blah. I don't like this. Improv show. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's something where you're just like, Hey, like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Like you're trying to make it as direct as possible. So I did that with him once and mm. he was very like, got it. Don't worry about it. I was like, okay. And then uh-huh. it was like done uh-huh. and it was over. And so then he did that with me once. Uh-huh. And it's something that's like, his was kind of like a PDA related thing. Okay. He very much didn't like PDA. So he said something along the lines of like something I did that he was like, that really bothered me. And I was like, mm. I had no idea. It was something like we were in the privacy of his home and mm-hmm. I like kissed his shoulder or something. And his brother was like over. And mm. I don't know, but I was like something, I don't know. But sure, I, was, yeah. I had no have awareness. Known because you have different right. lives. Yeah. So it's the same thing of like, I'd rather know than you not lying. It's also yeah. the second part for me is I'm like, a lot of times if something's wrong, I will not know. Mm-hmm. if you don't tell me you can't be mad that nothing's changing so yeah. but it, like with that it was like it kind of hurt because i was like well that is me showing affection to you and i like you but then it's like you can't you can't think of that reaction right you have to more sit there and go okay you, you are uncomfortable if i yes. do xyz and i don't want you to be uncomfortable so it's yeah. like that is a very healthy and mature way to look at it because i think yeah, i'm like thinking oof. how i would react and i feel like i would be a little butt hurt but then i on paper be like i recognize your honesty yeah like, man but that's what couples therapy you is yeah is you are being completely honest with the therapist when your partner's not in the room and you're yeah. fully saying what you want to say and what you mean and then your partner's <laughs> in the room they basically are like tell them what you told me yeah and they're gonna call you out if you don't so they're like <laughs> they're your accountability partner and it's basically couples therapy a lot of times is like a lot of nasty shit kind of has to get said <laughs> and then it's like okay how do we fix it because yeah. you're there to fix it you're not there to hurt the other person as much yeah. as it might, it might hurt in the process. It's like training wheels for relationship. Every relationship should have an assistant who's just there. Yeah, an <laughs> unbiased guide. assistant. <laughs> but keep score. No, I'm kidding. Um, we're kind of getting close to end, but I, I did want to ask you a question. Um, so kind of like, because you said you were scared of STDs before you found it in yeah. How, like, how has your view about, like, before you got herpes, did you have certain like notions in your mind of like, if I ever met someone who told me this, like this is how I would feel. Oh, hundred percent. And, um, and your fear around STDs, like how has that sort of shifted since you've been hmm. more open about it? Well, okay. So having the fear of STDs has indirectly made me also understand when I get rejected hmm. because before I had herpes, right. If I was about to just hook up with some dude uh-huh. and he told me just to hook up. Right. And he was like, Hey, blah, blah. I have this thing. I know I wouldn't sleep with him right then and there. Uh-huh. I would kind of be like, whoa, 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 back up, right? Like, I'd probably have some follow-up questions. But uh-huh. most likely, I'm like, if I'm sitting there being like, I was probably just going to fuck this dude once, <laughs> I would sit there and go, that's not worth the risk of me getting herpes. I don't care if the risk is 1%. Uh-huh. I, like, which is typically what it is. It's like, no. I know, mm-hmm. personally, I would sit there and go, no. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I was asking those questions. It was like, yeah. But if it was someone I was dating and interested in, I would like to think, I don't know, because I never had it happen, mm-hmm. but I would like to think, like, if you like somebody and you care for them and they say something like that, 
you're more curious and have questions and it would be like i would probably look into it i would probably talk to my doctor be like um this Mm -hmm. xyz blah blah but most likely unless i saw it going into some type of relationship or the potential for one i probably would say no and walk away Uh so it's at least helped me understand a lot of times when like you tell somebody and they don't accept it and they're like oh i don't want to or you know they'll be like oh we could like mess around but i don't have sex whatever it is it makes me be like i get it because you're sitting there being like, that was me beforehand, mm-hmm. right? So you're like, well, there's not much I can do. Um, hmm. In terms of the fear of STD, yeah. I mean, I guess well, it's like it's the fear is gone. P- but part of the question, too, is also for um, listeners who, because I think it's very common what you're talking about, but not, it's not so everyone common, yeah. is so open about it. So I think it's helpful to hear because I think there's people who have stigma, but there's also people who, you know, have herpes and don't talk about it and they don't yeah. have comedy as a medium and podcast. So oh, I God. Think yeah. It's helpful to hear sort of like, it's okay to have that fear i think and, and oh, then sure. also to then just parse through it and be like yeah this is what it actually is like mm-hmm. and it's not scary and oh it's yeah not this thing that's like looming over i mean it, yeah. it's gonna change but it's it, not in the way that i think that yeah, fear it, weighs you right? it doesn't hurt you your health at all that's mm-hmm. the most important thing is you are completely healthy you might get young cordon though so. yeah no <laughs> you might have uh, some good luck after um yeah, so it's like it doesn't hurt uh-huh. your health at all, which is always number one in life. Yeah, like chlamydia, as much as it's like you take a pill and it's gone. Well, if you don't know you have chlamydia and then you have mm-hmm. it a long time, it actually can really damage your reproductive system, mm-hmm. and or lead to cervical cancer. So it's like that is way more of a risk, sure, and HPV than herpes. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like I kind of tell myself that a little bit of like, hey, you know, your thing really didn't affect your life. It has affected your sex life a little bit, and that's kind of it. Uh-huh. So it's like of all the things in the world that can happen to you and you look at like how fortunate and lucky you are with whatever it is, it's like, it's a small thing mm-hmm. on a big scale of things. Uh, and then another thing I try to look at, and this is something I think that's more like women oriented, but mm-hmm. is what it is. It kind of is also a deterrent for people that aren't really seeing you to see you. Hmm. Um, it kind of is almost a way that you somewhat define the relationship oh, of nice. like, yeah, yeah when you that. tell someone that it's like, Hey, listen, I have this thing. And like I said, most people won't stick around if they're not really into you. Yeah. So it's like, it sucks and it hurts, but it's something that's like, you have to kind of just believe the like, you know, if there's someone that's going to be into you and accept it for what it is. So, yeah, that's such a good way of putting it because it makes people show their true color sooner and that's not yeah. someone who you'd want to find out three months later that they're a fuck boy anyways yeah basically so, right like it's yeah. like i'm way less likely to end up in like the shitty things that i had before herpes mm-hmm. and it's partly like it weirdly is almost <laughs> making me have not like a standard but it's like <laughs> but, but it's yeah, basically it making me be yeah, like you, you, uh, you kind of can only sleep if you're telling everybody it's like you kind of can only sleep with people that actually care about you and are into you which is <laughs> not the worst thing in the world but yeah. like yeah it takes longer so I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, well, I'm so glad you shared that. I had a quick game. I don't know if we have... Do you have to run or anything? I know no, I'm good. What going do you want to do? It'd just be like a minute. Um, I like to end on like a game just for fun. Sure. Um, so I, I wrote this game based on... Because I know your podcast about dating, but also that you're an athlete. So it's sort of a True. sports-oriented Ooh, okay. game. It's called, These Athletes Might Be High Achieving, But Will Hang On To Superstitions To Believe In. And that's a stretch. But oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Athletes are so superstitious. I love this already. So it's all about... Um, ath- 
athlete superstitions. It's multiple choice, so it's okay if you don't know these people. I think you'll know most of them, but I'm just going to read. You'll be surprised. I probably don't. Uh, okay. okay. Well, some, okay. You know. You so know, it's superstitions um, they do, yeah, and I have to match the athlete? Yeah. It's okay. also, so, you know, if you guys don't know, I'm sure most of you guys know, but a lot it's of athletes fun. have superstitions, much like the theater. Honestly, you know, um, I don't know it's why Zach Efron got so much shit for wanting to you know, ball changed when he was balling. It's all, it's all the same. Look, That's basically so theater and sports, the same, a lot of, a lot of superstitions yeah. involved. Um, but in this game, I'm going to read a superstition from a famed athlete. I'll tell you who it is. I'll give you a multiple choice. You just have to guess which one's correct. Oh damn. Okay. The first one is Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan wore what during every game? A mismatched socks for good luck. B lucky college basketball shorts under his Bulls uniform. Or C a temporary tramp stamp tattoo in the shape of a butterfly. The shorts are the shorts. <laughs> yes. Did yeah. you know that? I actually did know that one. Cool, when you cool. said it, I was like, Oh, I've heard that myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. wore his North Carolina Tar Heels practice shorts under his uniform. And at one point even to change the hem because like it changed length Dude. and he had to cover it up. <laughs> you know what's so crazy about that? Yeah. He played one year of college. <laughs> it's crazy to be like you played one year and you held on to those shorts. Yeah, it must have been a good year. Got him where he he was. You know so. what I mean? Oh, <laughs> that's so funny um, so you're doing great okay next question jaguars player uh john henderson would ask the assistant trainer to do what to him before every game a pour ice water on him b slap him hard across the face or c read the new york times marriage announcements to him oh damn i don't know which one this is but i like i weirdly hope it's the marriage announcement but knowing football <laughs> I feel like it's A or B because it's, it sounds like it would be something to get your like adrenaline dragged up. And I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the slap. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not New York times. That was yeah, the ice was like, you got to dry off. Fun, but wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Uh, That'd be so funny. It would make sense if just the trainer did that. And then he had the game of his life. And then you literally, <laughs> that's how so much shit happened. Yeah. It's just like, I got to repeat this forever. Yeah. I, uh, I had like, uh, definitely in college and high school, I had like game day sports bra and spandex uh-huh. and then, I would do that because we'd be winning and even like how I did my hair, like straight sure. in a pony. Right. But then it was like, if we had a game that we lost, I would change something. Whoa. I'd be like no longer game day sports bra or oh, something like that. I'm going to start doing that for comedy. <laughs> I know a lot of people have done that. They're like, I bombed in this shirt one time. I'm not wearing it again. I do change my, col- I do wear colors for stage because a fortune teller told me to. Um, Hell yeah. Cause it's like, this isn't hurting anyone and it's fine. That's some LA there, shit. And there's colors <laughs> I don't wear. Yeah. Fortune uh, teller colors. <laughs> <laughs> hey man if it's not broken i'm not gonna fix it mm, yeah. okay bruce gardner of the nhl will dip his hockey stick in what before every game a the locker room toilet b a pile of dirty laundry or c the dip from roger rabbit's toontown say the question one more time i missed it so uh bruce gardner would dip his hockey stick in what before every game Ooh. so the locker room toilet the pi- a pile of dirty laundry or the dip from roger rabbit's toontown um i would really hope it's the laundry but I feel like it's probably the toilet water, which is so it's gross. It's the locker room toilet. Oh, yep, my God. yep, yep, yep. Just a little Ooh. dip. Just a little dip in that. So that funny. poop water, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, you're doing great. Um, Thanks. I just, I just know the athlete mentality. I'm perfect like, streak. Okay. Dirty laundry seemed too easy. What's that doing? You had to throw a woman in here. A lot of, not a lot of articles like to write about female athletes but they're out there okay guys psa write more articles about female athletes madison koshin you know final five olympic gymnast has a specific order to how she does what before every meet a how she washes her face b how she puts in her hair clips or c how she listens to the joe rogan experience uh i feel like if it's order it would be more likely to be the 
the hair clips. Yes, correct. Yeah, you were I just even, saying you ponytail. I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah. Well, thing. for sure. Even like I know people. Man, mm-hmm. it would be like I put my left shoe on before the right shoe. Yeah, she like lays them out and always puts them in the same. Uh huh. Okay, final one. You're undefeated right now. Jason Jambi of the New York Yankees would wear what to get out of a slump? A a gold thong. B a garter belt. Or C a Darth Vader mask. Ooh. Oh man, he would wear this not during the game. Just. Um. I, I want to, you know what, I'm going to guess thong just because I'm like, that's some wild shit. You're that correct. weirdly might make you jump. Like, you are correct. And he did wear it during yeah. the game, but I realized that would give away that. that oh, shit. Yeah. Because yeah. the right. Darth Vader, I was like, well, that's. <laughs> mm, um, I could see that being like, you got something up your butt now. Yeah. You got to move. He told his teammates and, and some of them took it on as well. So, you know. I love how he's like, it's gold it one. It has to be gold. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, don't get some plain yeah, black. Yeah whatever yeah yeah no this is a fancy That's shit so funny. hustler shit um wow you won the game shit. undefeated. oh my god your prize is you can tell the listeners where to find you hell yeah oh uh, you can find me at um i'm at sperica on everything which is s-p-e-r-i-c-a-a but also if you search my name uh, i don't know if it's in the title but erica with a c s-p-e-r-a and my podcast is shooters gotta shoot check it out and you can follow this podcast at tell me anything pod and follow me at larisa t on twitter and instagram thank you yeah thanks Bye.